You're listening to Clouser on Business. Thanks for coming back. I'm Clouser, your host. Glad you're with us today. Well, on all fronts, socially and in the business world, we are living in uncertain times. People's lives have been turned upside down, having to stay at home, although some states are opening up as we record this podcast. But people have learned and are learning how to adapt from working from home, and businesses are adapting as their employees work from home. We experience people who have lost their businesses. Some are still hanging on, while others have learned to adapt to the new world order. Which brings us to our podcast title today, Conducting Business Redefined. I have a familiar person and voice with me today. Heidi Berg joins me today to discuss today's topic. And we'll be talking about how we've learned to redefine how business is conducted. Well, welcome, Heidi. Uh, Bring our listeners up to date with what's happening in your life. And uh, I think this will be a good way to take us into our today's topic. Well, I'm happy to be here, Klauser. It's always nice to be with you on this podcast. Um, My life today is, like many others, just busy at work. Um, Thankfully, I am one of the people who is able to work from home during this um, outbreak of the COVID virus. Um, It's been an interesting uh, time in trying to set up a home office. Uh, Thankfully, I have someone who uh, was more than happy to help establish a good uh, screen situation and a good home office set up to work. But it has been stressful a little bit, a little different. Um, you know, my team has all had to figure out how to adapt and work from home um, and do business with our clients who are in a similar situation. So none of us have actually seen quite this uh, type of thing before in business or real life before. Yeah, it's very interesting. So, uh you normally do work uh, remote from your uh, main office, do you not? Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. And so how's, how's uh, now having to work from home uh, affected that? Yeah, it's been really interesting because I have had the chance to work remotely and have two offices on the West Coast, one in particular that I would visit at least once a month. So I pop up and see everyone and I have a desk in that office. But Really, um, you know, my day-to-day has, I guess, been less affected than everyone else's. I just kind of can't go into my separate workspace um, that I was going into um, often when I worked remotely. Yeah, so follow-up to that. Uh, So you had been working remotely anyway. So now with the rest of your teammates having to do the same thing, uh, what uh, dynamics has that brought into the picture? Right. So now that they're no longer kind of in the office sitting together and I'm the one on the phone, we're doing a lot of things where we're on video calls all the time. Um, So our first morning meeting of the day is a sync with my whole team. We sync up together. We talk about what's on our plates um, and how we're going to attack the day. And that is a mandatory meeting where we actually all turn on our cameras. So we know how draining sometimes um, video chats can be if you're on them all day long. So kind of for me, that the main rule is uh, the first meeting of the day with our team, everyone's on the video, just to check in. Um, it's a good way to actually get a kind of a mental health check as well, just to make sure that everyone's feeling okay, kind of get a sense for how people are doing and not just uh, the voice on the phone. Yeah, so uh, without mentioning, obviously, any of your clients' names, how, how have the companies that you do business with, uh, uh, what, what have they done? And I know that you uh, work with companies outside of the, uh, you know, the continental United States. 
Yeah, this is a really interesting time um, to do business with clients. Um, thankfully, I have many clients um, that are able to stay in business during this period. Um, and, you know, but some of our clients actually have had to really pause on the research we were going to conduct for them. Um, you know, some companies have um, do business that are in sectors that are no longer operating right now. And so they've either hit pause or kind of stopped that business that we were doing for them. For the others, they're in the same boat. Um, I feel like with all of the clients that we work with, everyone uh, is really being helpful and kind toward each other. I think that, you know, if people are late to a meeting or, um, you know, there's, uh, or it takes a little bit longer to get back via email, everyone's showing a lot of compassion and kindness in the way we treat each other right now, um, and our clients in particular, just knowing that everybody's situation is difficult. Um, we have, you know, people with kids at home who are showing up in the video calls sometimes, and um, one in particular has a crying infant, which is really difficult um, to hear. So that's, you know, everyone has their own situations, but I really think that, you know, making sure that we all deal with each other with a level of compassion and caring right now is, is a good spot to be in. Uh, otherwise, every day would be kind of a disaster. <laughs> well, I know, I know, speaking from my own experience, I know my uh, Zoom and uh, GoToMeeting and uh, Teams, uh, uh, you know, expertise has picked up a level or two, although I've, uh, I've sputtered a couple times forgetting to share my screen during a webinar, for instance, but uh, I'm still alive, so uh, it's okay. Yeah, those things happen technology will sometimes not work during the day and then they get overload. Um, but, you know, like I said, as long as everyone kind of understands and, um, you know, gets also that people are just trying to put their best foot forward, even if that isn't 100% every day. Yeah. Hey, so as, as uh, we see states opening up, uh, what are you seeing out there as, uh, in terms of uh, our people really looking forward to returning to their offices or are you seeing that there might be some anxiety uh, within people kind of hesitant to do that? Yeah, I'll take that as a two-parter. So one is some of our clients are actually not going to be coming back into their office until 2021. So we've heard that from a couple of large firms. They just don't want anyone there. They're doing some deep cleaning and I think that they're worried about a second sort of wave or what, what have you of the virus. Um, for people in my company, um, my company is a global company. We have had a couple of surveys now um, to gauge company interest in going back to the office. And this isn't just, this goes beyond policies right now. Nobody can go back because we have to follow and comply with each government and state government's policies. But what we're seeing from our employee uh, surveys uh, is that usually there are a couple of people, uh, particularly on my team, who are the first ones that want to be back. They're raising their hands. They're every single day asking, when can we go back? Um, and these people clearly are less or have less you know, underlying health conditions. These tend to be the younger um, people in the office who can't wait to get back to see and collaborate with their colleagues. Um, and then we do have some people, I would say we kind of have three phases of people right now, those who would be kind of the second wave. And then we have people who actually have realized they love working from home and actually couldn't really <laughs> care whether or not the office opens back up. <laughs> yeah, for certain. So, uh, you know, so I know our listeners know that you're in the research uh, 
industry in that field. And um, the question I'd have is, um, again, with uh, keeping things confidential, what, what are you seeing out there with um, the size of companies you're working for, which are Fortune 500 companies? What would there be any insight you'd have to listeners on, you know, maybe what to expect in the future with how, you know, things might be handled or conducted or, you know, technologies out there maybe, if that's appropriate? Yeah, I think from a lot of our um, clients, what we're seeing is people are envisioning a different kind of a workplace where maybe certain teams rotate in the office and work in the office um, some days or on a schedule that's a little bit different and then work from home. Now that everyone has realized that it, the importance of setting up a virtual office from home. Um, and so I think that that's gonna be an important part of business that will continue. Um, you know, making sure that we can do our jobs kind of from anywhere is, is key. You know, that said, I think that there are a lot of industries that really need to be back up and running fully. Um, some of our clients there in, say, the real estate business or um, in the social, in services, for example, um, where they provide services and, and they can't wait to kind of have customers that are demanding their services. Um, and so for them, I think that it's just taking an extra precaution and making sure that there's a level of health awareness out there that they're approaching to everything that they do. Um, but, you know, I think everyone is trying to make sure that things keep and continue getting up and running, um, that employees know that they're valued, that, um, you know, everyone's just trying to also keep the company running so that there can be, you know, new hires again. I think a lot of companies have been in the situation where there have either been layoffs or hiring freezes with the uncertainty of the economy, um, you know, for the last several months. And so I think our goal, and I know the goal of our clients is just to get back to business so that we can start hiring again or using outside contractors. That's something, we have some great people who do qualitative research with us and our partners, and we can't really use them right now um, just because of a company policy. So. I consider those uh, people to be my colleagues as well, and mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to a time when we can kind of, you know, collaborate better in that way again. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, um, you know, what what other things, just in general, are you seeing? Um, I mean, how do you? Uh, here's a question, maybe uh, for those who either are new or need or uh, new working in in the home or whatever, and, and but they miss their office. Well, what kind of things have you done personally to keep yourself motivated so you can break up uh, the maybe what becomes monotony of uh, being by yourself or you know work you know not working you know in a social environment so to speak. Yeah, I think it's well good because I also have a husband at home, so I can break up my day by you know making snacks or um, you know things like that. Um, to me, I actually, I think that taking out the dishes is enjoyable because it allows me to get up from my desk and I can still be thinking about work, but I'm doing something that needs to be done anyway. Um, I liked it when the weather was a little bit nicer um, a couple of months ago, actually, which seems silly because now <laughs> we're in June. Um, but uh, taking, trying to take a walk, even if it's a short walk, 
um, during the middle of the day or at some point during the day, um, lately maybe it's around five o'clock, I think that's a good thing to do. Um, you know, we're sitting a lot more. Um, it's also, I think, really hard. Sometimes I am a lot more mentally drained at the end of a day where I've had back-to-back video calls. And so I'm trying to now kind of pick and choose the calls that I take on video versus ones that I can take just using my voice like I normally would have. Um, so I think you need to kind of strike a balance, but you know, looking at your screen all the time and then looking at um, you know, video screens all the time is, is not always the most helpful thing. I also um, note a special piece of research. It was not done by my firm, but um, it showed that people who are on video calls are often more distracted and paying less attention because they're staring at themselves and the icon in the corner. And so I thought that was really interesting in how people's sort of moods were playing out. Um, So one thing that I know a couple of my colleagues have taken up is um, putting a sticky note kind of across where their face is so they're not distracted looking at themselves on calls. Um, So everyone's just kind of using their own techniques. Um, I think it's kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah, especially on Zoom meetings, I try to put the vertical, um, you know, the grouping of the people that are on the call underneath my camera. So I'm looking into my camera and not looking uh, to one, to uh, one side or the other. Yeah, and it makes you look distracted, yeah. So what are you finding, Clouser? I mean, you work with businesses in varying industries. Uh, what's been your experience during the shutdown? Well, yeah, it's a good, that's a great question. And, uh, uh, you know, you, you find uh, a lot of different things. First of all, uh, there's a lot of fear uh, still left out in the business community, in the, in the business world, uh, because uh, for a lot of people, this is the first time that they've been in this situation. And even though we just came out of a downturn, you know, 10 or 11 years ago, it's a different type of uh, dynamic that's causing, you know, the pressure on our economy. Um, You know, uh, 10 or 12 years ago, you know, people didn't uh, go away from their businesses or were told to stay home. Uh, They were able to maintain their businesses. And that was a time where people lost their businesses as well. Uh, but due to other other difficulties. But anyway, so there's a lot of fear uh, out there and uh, uncertainty still remains, even though the government uh, through the CARES Act has uh, helped a lot of businesses uh, with the uh, payroll protection plan and some of the other grants and uh, uh, loans that they've provided. And, uh, you know, just take a moment to just you know just give a lot of kudos to you know the banking industry for stepping up to help their clients and uh, one of the things i did learn during this time was how important it is uh, to have a good relationship with a bank and especially if uh, with your relationship manager because the people that i saw that uh, uh, got to help immediately and the quickest were the ones that had that great relationship and uh, being also with a bank that had the capacity to handle the uh, number of applications and uh, knew what they were doing when uh, uh, submitting those applications was another uh, a key um, element. Uh, the other thing in uh, the company I work for, which, uh, you know, since the last you know time we uh, published a podcast, I you know, went to work for a different company. and. Uh, that name of the company uh, is now CFO, headquartered out of uh, Salt Lake City. And uh, we've talked about 
this uh, several times in a series of webinars that we provided for our clients in the general business community. But, you know, you've, you, in life, and these would be in good times as well, but you just, they're amplified in bad times, tight, you know, tight times. Is you, There's, you know, three types of people. They're the ones that stick their head in a hole in the ground and it, they just don't want to deal with anything that's happening in their lives. And then there's the second group that, kind of their spectators they watch life go back to and fro or whatever and but they're not really participating and all of a sudden they wake up and a lot of things have surpassed them versus uh, the people who are proactive uh, they see that they're living a, in a moment in time they see that what's happening is something that's a part of a bigger bigger picture and they've used their are using their uh, brains that the Lord's given us to uh, think through some things and be strategic. And I'm just reminded of a of a chapter in a book, uh, and I'm going to probably uh, you know miscite it here. But uh, Dr. Henry Cloud wrote a book uh, a number of years ago called Never Go Back. And in that book, he mentions the downturn of 2007, 8, and 9, and just. Uh, was talking about the people that came out the other side very successful were the ones that redefined themselves you know really took the time to strategize try to you know compare where they were before the downturn with where they needed to be afterwards and were able to put some sort of plan together and uh, strategically redefine themselves but the thing that I I remember the most about what he said uh, in the book is that uh, you know we're, what we're going through right now is a paragraph uh, in a chapter in a book. It's like we're a scene in a movie, and we need. I would just encourage everyone listening to this, uh, especially if you're going through difficulties, is to look at where you're at now as a, a small piece of of a, of a bigger picture, and maybe that might help uh, with how you think think about things. So. Uh, yeah, so if, if I've helped and uh, talked to and, uh, you know, worked with a lot of people that are on, you know, various levels of, uh, wor you know, working through this, uh, you know, crisis. That's really, um, I think, great advice. Just it's a good piece of mental advice, too, because then you'll help people understand that this doesn't last forever, that their things will sort of go you know, move forward. And what that looks like, we don't know, but this is one moment in time. It's not going to last forever. I yeah. think that's a good uh, thing to remind people. Well, I'd, I'd like to say something there, and, and uh, because it's easy for me uh, to be sitting here saying these things, uh, but I'm not the one in the shoes of someone having to experience it. However, I've been in my own life, I've been through some things where in that downturn of 11 or 12 years ago, and I just know that uh, you know you've you're going to be responsible for yourself. Uh, you know whether you know as a you know husband, spouse, father, business owner, whatever is. There's no one really there. Uh, you know that is going to be bailing you out, except you know you the hard work and sweat that someone's got to put into you know getting beyond where they're at. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think. Um I also like what you said earlier, which is um, that the type of business owner who looks uh, at what they could be doing and changes up some things, the proactive business owner, right? So that's actually a very interesting thought uh, because, you know, when we talk about um, 
innovation. I know that's kind of a buzzword. Or we talk about kind of redoing the way that people do things um, as business as usual. There are people who are able to look at things and say, hey, we should have done this differently or we can do this differently. And it could have it could have far more benefits than the business as usual would have been, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, perhaps inventing new things or figuring out a way to get their product um, altered a little bit for broader purposes or whatever it might be. Um, So I think that that's a really interesting kind of a thing where um, if you see business owners, if you're able to help business owners kind of figure out more creative ways of solving problems or reaching out to to different um, different people or customers. Well, I think, well, to to something you just said there a second ago, uh, I think that a lot of businesses, uh, business owners are learning, uh, A, they can... uh, you know, do without less overhead, for instance. So what's been brought to light with uh, working from home, using the Zoom meetings or whatever uh, platform uh, you use, uh, that they've they've figured out the business, business can be conducted uh, remotely. And an uh, interesting point from one of my fellow uh, uh, consultants up here in Portland, Oregon, was they, the Zoom meetings actually has brought to light, too, that, you know, that Uh, It used to be we would travel from client to client, and now there's a lot of business. uh, I'm not particularly doing it this way, but they are, that they're conducting a lot of their sessions with their clients uh, via the Zoom video meeting. And what they're doing is they're saving uh, time and money uh, because they're not in a car uh, for an hour fighting traffic. And, you know, uh, so they have really, they actually have more time during the course of a day to be more effective you know, as, as a consultant. So that's, you know, that's a good uh, part. But, um, so you, you asked me, uh, you know, how I was helping or how I'm helping Mm -hmm. my, you know, my clients and, uh, you know, really on a lot of different, a lot of different fronts, you know, uh, you know, my consulting perspective is on, uh, finance and accounting and then, you know, strategic, uh, coaching. And, uh, so the thing I, it's just from, uh, it's a learned discipline. It's like, uh, you know, a golfer who goes out and, you know, hits a thousand balls after you've done something all your life, you you just are, you know, instinctively what to do. And so, uh, you know, the first thing, you know, I do is to tell business owners, especially uh, that when cash is really short is, you know, they need to be preparing a cash flow uh, forecast. Uh, They need to look at every dollar that they have in the bank as the last dollar they have. So it's like, you know, uh, spend it wisely. Um, uh, you know, budgeting, you know, it's a, it's just a budgeting and and doing cash forecast for some reason with business owners and management people, it just seems to be, instead of looking at it from a, you know, this is something we really do need to do to, to be the best people we can in managing and owning our businesses. It, it, this type of thing is always has been uh, like uh, going, I think more people would rather go to the dentist and get a tooth pulled than they would to make a forecast <laughs> or, you know, do a budget. But anyway, so uh, those are, t- you know, two quick things. And then uh, one of the things that uh, our company has been uh, uh, promoting is, uh, you know, break-even analysis. And this these are the combination of those three things and if you just keep you know refining it refining it you know we'll get you we'll get you to a good point i've i was telling a, a friend of mine the other day and i you know i don't know where i came up with this or where i heard it the first time but if if 
people, and this is, this is just a life principle, I think, uh, but more it's, the application in business is if you're, all, if you're doing the right things all the time, then you're going to be in a position to weather storms, but you'll be in a position when times are good to make more money you know, in a, in a business situation. So if, if you have those disciplines in your life, in your business life already, you're probably, you know, I'm just going to guess those people who have had those disciplines have been the ones that have been readily able to uh, overcome some obstacles here uh, in the past few months. On the other hand, those who have never done it, I don't know why you do it, or I don't see the meaning of it. Those are going to be the people that are going to be, you know, scraping and just grasping for anything they can to help them, uh, you know, get beyond get beyond this crisis. Yeah, which brings up something you said at the beginning. Um, when you started talking about having a good relationship with your banker, it reminded me of a podcast we did, uh, a couple of them, uh, a few years ago, actually, mm -hmm. where this topic came up because of how important it really is. And so that just got me thinking, like, well, if you're doing the right things all the time, uh, then you probably have an easier go of it when times are really difficult, like right now. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and that's and that's not to say, and, and again, uh, much like the comment earlier about putting yourself in someone else's shoes, I'm not, when I say that, uh, that's a discipline. But, uh, but at the same time, uh, I'm not saying that even in good times, if you're doing those things, that you're still still not going to get thrown a curveball somewhere. I mean, life, there's nothing promised in life that that uh, there, every day is going to be a good day or there's always going to be good things coming at you because the way we grow as people and as business people is we have to learn through challenges that are presented to us. And, you know, obviously the one that uh, with the COVID-19 uh, situation is a lot of people are learning, uh, A, learning a lot about themselves and then B, about how maybe to conduct uh, business uh, differently. Yeah, which actually brings me to ask a question I had of you, which is learning from your past, what events have helped you guide others uh, and yourself uh, through this time? Yeah, well, yeah. That, so that goes back to what I was saying just a few minutes ago, I think, that, uh, and this is just from something I've learned personally, is A, um, you're responsible for yourself. Uh, just a little vulnerability here. I used to think that everyone had my best interest in mind, Clouser's best interest, and uh, you know, they don't. Uh, no, <laughs> no, they like me, <laughs> and they, you know, they want me to succeed. But uh, for some reason, I always thought that you know everyone was thinking about Clouser, and that wasn't the case. So what I learned from the downturn of ten or eleven years ago was, hey, it's my responsibility to do uh, to live my life and to do what I need to do for my business. So uh, I learned a, you know, a big lesson there, but what, the good lessons I learned was uh, you, you're living today. None of us are promised that we're gonna be here tomorrow. We hope we are, and, you know, and uh, you know, that's how we live our life. But so not to worry about tomorrow. However, use the time allotted that you have today based upon the information you have to make the most wise decisions you can with what you know. Now I say that also knowing or saying that the people that you do business with, your bank, your vendors, your customers, they have the same responsibility to themselves and to their company. So they're gonna be doing the best for themselves. So that may include having to cut you off, you know, as a supplier or maybe, you know, or canceling on or whatever that might be. That may be the best thing in their interest. However, the 
another good le lesson I learned was if you, again, if you've got yourself in order, you know, people understand you might be in a lousy situation, but at the same time, if they know that you're one of those proactive people, think, you know, working to get themselves beyond something, using your brain, you know, those people are more adapt to help you uh, than others might. And I, I would say, even though uh, those people I mentioned before, customers, banks, vendors, are going to have to act upon uh, their best interest, many are willing to do something for one another when they know that there's a overall plan in effect. So you might, you know, you might be forgiven uh, terms or you might be given, you know, abatement or something that uh, help you through a time period. And, uh, but, you know, character, you know, character counts a lot. And um, so I would say those would be, you know, those would be some things uh, that I do, so. Great. So when you look to the future, how are you seeing business conducted? And maybe what are business owners that you're talking to learning? Well, back to what I said a few minutes ago was um, I think business owners and, you know, and big corporations also are uh, have learned that they can conduct business uh, out of the traditional, uh, away from the traditional brick and mortar uh, corporate offices. Uh, so, you know, so that's one aspect that they've learned. Uh, and that does, you know, no offense to landlords and people who own commercial real estate, uh, you know, that does cut a lot of overhead uh, uh, that companies pay for. I think, too, uh, you know, this happens all the time, but, and again, this is why budgeting and forecasting is, is continually uh, important, is I think uh, a lot of people have learned that they might be fat you know, a little bit too plump in some operational areas. And, you know, whether that's administratively or, you know, just, uh, you know, not watching your cost. Uh, yeah, it's very, you know, it's very easy to, when, when you get into good times to, uh, you know, let yourself uh, get away, uh, you know, from things, from the disciplines to control your cost. And the, the things that I learned, this is, again, not to uh, keep beating a, the same drum, but when you do budgeting and course, uh, cash forecasting, especially cash forecasting, is uh, when you go line item by line item and you're really look digging into your expenses as a company, you know, you forget that we subscribe to something, you know, or hey, well, I thought Susie was was going to cancel that or whatever, and why did you know pulled out of our bank account again today, uh, you know? So I think people, you know, people have found out maybe they're just a little bit you know, too fat in some areas. So that that's been a, a big thing, but I, I don't know, you know, on the, on the big, you know, on the big, uh, big picture, uh, you know, it's probably gonna, a lot of it's gonna uh, depend on how our economy comes back. I'm not an economist, but I know that from past experience that, uh, you know, you pump a lot of money into the economy and, but you have no people in the marketplace to buy and consume and produce, um, you know, it's going to have some sort of effect. So I think that's a, uh, maybe, you know, a few months down the pike when uh, we're talking again, Heidi will be, uh, be addressing that or something, but yeah, so, but I, you know, I would say this, just, uh, keep your eye, you know, keep your head and eyes up. Uh, if you, I don't care if you're an employee or owner or management or whoever you might be, keep your head up and just do the best that you can today. And I, I think that that would be probably the best advice I could, uh, to give anybody.
Sounds good to me. Yeah. So, hey, well, uh, we're out of time for today, but I, I, I do want to say to everyone listening that Heidi and I understand that life is tough right now, tougher for some than others. And uh, again, repeating myself a little bit, but I will offer this encouragement today based upon my own experiences. Make the best decisions you can from the information you have on hand today. Realize that others you do business with have to make the same decisions based upon their best interests as well. Don't worry about tomorrow. Keep your eyes focused on today, but that doesn't mean you don't plan for tomorrow. And at the end of the day, you've worked hard and made wise decisions, then you've done, you've done well, and no one can or should uh, criticize you for that. Hey, well, all for now, you've been listening to Clouser on Business.